Here comes the heavy shit. Sunday night here on the East Coast. Kyle's all the way out in uh, the Midwest, but I am your host, Tom Oakery. Thank you for joining. I am joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, Mr. Kyle Cosentino, whose birthday was this past Friday. So not only, Kyle, tell me how the fuck you're doing, but also, happy birthday, sir. What's up? Hey, uh, yeah, how's it going? Uh, yeah, thanks for the birthday wishes. Um, things are going all right over here. We'll get some nice weather over the weekend, and it's about to get cold uh, starting Monday, so that's exciting. Oh, good. But, but you know, it brings us ever closer to my May 10th date, where I will be back in the happiest place on Earth, known as Walt Disney World. So I cannot wait. That's awesome. I, f- I felt like it was just, like, the other day that you had, you know, told me, hey, I officially booked it, and you were looking and, and talking about that time. So that's awesome that it's that it's getting right here. So two weeks. Two weeks from Tuesday, man. That's insane. What yeah. You, what are you, you looking know, forward it's to like and I haven't been back at the hotels since, like, I want to say, tw- whenever I fucked up my leg. So when was that? 2020, September, I yeah. think. September. Yeah, September 2020. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Not saying that I don't like staying with you, but, like, there's just something, there's just a different element when you're at the hotels. And you, you just get more of the experience. And that's something that you, you almost can't even explain. I agree. But so I'm, I'm happy to happy to do that. Uh, I'm not happy to try out uh, Genie Plus, although I had a coworker who just went to Disney World, and she said that they she used it with her family, and she was like she she almost cried after Rise of the Resistance because it was just so amazing, um, which is very understandable because that ride is just the definition of um, just epic and spectacular. spectacular yeah. um, and. Uh, you're going to be there soon, too, from what I understand, and, and that's, this is going to be your Halcyon visit. Yes, my Halcyon visit is coming up exactly one week from tomorrow. <laughs> um, however, I do want to actually just tag on to your coworker. I think you said, them using Genie Plus. Yeah. Um, I got to use Genie Plus, or not got to, I chose to use it today. Um, so Courtney and I... Um, had planned to do like a full day at Hollywood Studios today, and then we're staying at the Beach Club tomorrow for just like a, just like a day, because tomorrow is my actual birthday. So like this whole weekend's been stuff. So we'll stay at Beach Club tomorrow. Um, just all day we're on the concierge level, so we're just gonna like eat the food that they give us up there and just chill out and probably go watch Harmonious because we can walk there to the to Epcot and walk back to our room. 
But um, today we uh, planned on doing a full day at studios so we didn't have to worry about it tomorrow. We could enjoy the, the actual resort. Um, so we used Genie Plus, and, um, you know, as long as you're on everything, like on it, and you know what you're doing, Genie Plus works incredibly well. And I, and I hate to admit that because I want to say it doesn't work well because I'm a tainted annual pass holder that doesn't want to pay for this every single time I go into the park. But I can justify it every now and again. But the good thing about today was, you know, I, I woke up, uh, I don't know, a quarter to six because the rope drop was at um, eight o'clock for me because I'm not a resort guest yet. Um, so I bought Genie Plus for Courtney and I. And um, uh, right at 7 a.m. when they opened it up, I snagged Slinky Dog because that one piled up quick. And then um, what's crazy is as soon as I was at, like eight o'clock hit when I was on property of Hollywood Studios, when they actually let us in, the general population in. Uh, the individual lightning lanes opened back up, so I got Rise of the Resistance right away for like a 10.05. So before 10.30 this morning, before our sci-fi dine-in lunch at 10.30, Courtney and I did Slinky Dog Dash, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway uh, Railway, we did Rise of the Resistance, we did Star Tours, and then we did uh, Aerosmith. And then after lunch, we did Tower of Terror, and I was actually starting to feel not all that great. My just body started to hurt for some reason, so we went home, but... Um, like six rides in a matter of four hours. So Genie Plus is worth it. So as, as long as you're on it, man, you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. You know, I just I just want to like the only you know I think it's I think it'll probably be fine. But I just you know I just worry about Rise of the getting on Rise of the Resistance mostly because we didn't get to do it last time and uh, right. you know I just I want to be on it. You know, write, what I mean? write this down. I'm t- this is gonna be the best way to do it. So. Set an alarm. Um, first and foremost, buy. No, actually, you you don't even need Genie Plus to get Rise of the Resistance because it's a the fifteen bucks extra pay or whatever that it, I paid for it today. So, is like have your phone in front of you in your resort as soon as seven a.m. hits. Just go right to Rise of the Resistance, click on individual lightning lane, and I promise you'll get one. You'll get a time, probably a favorable one too. You know, before I go, because I, I'm just going to, like, watch a few videos on how people are using this because I don't want to – because this is my first park, and I don't want to jinx it. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to have to, like, figure that out. But you don't have to – I thought that was, like – you had to buy that pass. You couldn't just get a fast pass for it. No, yeah, right, because – so there's two things, and it's it's always confuses everybody. So Genie Plus is, like – the, the fast pass system essentially but you have to right. pay, you have to pay 15 bucks per person per day so right. then, then there's a bunch of rides a heap of rides included in that outside of one to two depending on the park you go to that you're allowed to select the ride for and you can only have one at a time or when two hours from the time you booked it um, expires you know either one so like with Hollywood Studios excuse me um, obviously rides of the resistance is a individual lightning lane what they call it so it's pay per ride so that one even if you don't have genie plus you can buy that regardless so even if you so my suggestion would be to go buy the the lightning lane right away for rise and then go go pick your genie plus selection just okay that makes sense that's that's what i thought it was i i i just misunderstood what you said my bad yeah it's 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 all fucking weird especially when you get um into all that stuff so Speaking of, so uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I only think I'm gonna do like buy it specifically for that one, 
and then maybe Remy's because I just, you know, like it's a new ride. I haven't been on it before and I, I kind of want to be on it. I don't know if actually I was reading like some, some of the rides are like not the individual lightning lanes. It's going to be a part of Genie Plus until like August. Yes. For some of the bigger rides. So yes. like I know Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to be a part of the Genie Plus, which is pretty nice because... Yeah. I don't have to like deal with you know some of the premier rides that we want to go on, but no, that's so the... yeah. R- Rise is the only thing that matters. Good, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. And then you know, um, with Remy's, yeah, I would unless you rope drop it as a resort guest, I should say, or you're doing it like right as the park closes. I wouldn't. Or I yeah, unless you do one of those two, two things, rather I I would buy a lightning lane for it because that one packs up so fucking quick at Epcot, just so oh, fucking yeah. quick. Yeah, I I know how it works. Whenever there's a new ride, that's just like mm-hmm. you know, you gotta be you gotta be like on the mark with that. <laughs> it is so um yeah. So since we're kind of on the topic of Disney World, real quick, I wanted to just kind of f- swing through um. So this the next new ride for Disney World, Walt Disney World in, in Orlando, Florida, is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, um, opening a couple of weeks after Kyle leaves. So everybody, if you see Kyle online, make sure to poke fun at him that he's missing out on this ride opening. It kind of happened to him before, but that's okay. You know, if you move out to yeah, Florida, son Kyle, of a bitch. if you move out to Florida, I'm just saying, just saying. You, you know what? Like, the, the weather system here is really testing my patience, and I'm sure everybody in Chicago uh, can agree with me. Just because it's like, we, we had an 80-degree day yesterday, and it was sunny and beautiful out. Today was, you know, kind of rainy, but it was at least warm out. And then all next week is going to be, like, 50 at the highest. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane. It's, just, it's, it's disgusting. It is 100% disgusting to me. I'm running to, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember this. I really haven't been talking about it much, but I'm going to New York on Tuesday, from Tuesday to Friday, just to take Courtney there because she hasn't been there before. So we're going to check that out. I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping to God that the weather cooperates there, even though it's the end of fucking April, but we'll see. Are they still, like, um, like lo- locked down or no. you know, requiring, no. you know, to show, show your papers everywhere? Look. I've got a Florida driver's license. I'm just going to show everybody, like, this is the state I reside in. Go to hell. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So, um, all right. As we kind of flip into the um, Walt, Walt Disney World news, I, I wanted to mention Cosmic Rewind. It does open May 26th or 27th officially. Uh, myself um, and Brad and Courtney and uh, Holly, we all have um, – AP previews like the only fucking perk of being an annual pass holder for Disney anymore. Um, and that's opening end of May. Um, Evans actually rode Cosmic Rewind. Um, he gave a little bit of detail on Jedi Talk. Um, I don't I don't necessarily, I haven't ridden Cosmic Rewind, but Evans says he doesn't care for it. And I, I completely, I just don't understand how this ride's not going to be good. Or, you know, and I'm a, I'm a thrill coaster kind of guy, so. Um, but anyway, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give my thoughts the, the moment I get a chance to ride it. But um, the soundtrack for the ride was released. And if anybody has been on Mission Breakout in Disney's California Adventure, you know a Guardian's ride with a soundtrack just makes it even better. So if they, if so they do it – yeah, go ahead. This is, this is different. This is uh, – we haven't seen this before anywhere else? 
That is completely correct. This is now going to be like Orlando's or the country's or something's like biggest indoor roller coaster. And and Evan said that he was just not a fan. You know, Evan and his contrarianness. You know, Ellen's energy adventure. He's he wanted he wanted Cosmic Rewind to be like Epcot the Rewind, where it would like go through and be like, here's, um, you know, Horizons. Here's this. Here's that, and the other. And and I think some of his scrutiny was there's no like, and I'm there. There's no like, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, but there's no like major animatronics. At least he and he didn't see the the pre-show, so there very much could be in the pre-show. Like Mission Breakout in California has Rocket Raccoon, um, back where the mm. in the where the Twilight you know zone show pre-show used to be. But but anyway, I'm I'm still super jazzed for it because um, not only did they release the soundtrack, it's just we're getting so much closer under under a month. I guess to ride it. So um, I know Kyle unfortunately won't be able to hear it until he listens to the podcast back. But I'm going to play just a little bit of each of the six songs. Um, and kind of talk about them real quick, just so everybody gets up to speed on what those are. So everybody's favorite, Earth, Wind, and Fire. The song, September. Kyle, do you know what song I'm talking about? I'm sure once you play it, I will yeah. know what it is. You're going to know it, yeah. So this song to me, September, it's very, you know, it's 70s. Yeah. Do you remember? Good as shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know that. September. Um, I, I just, I remember when I, when I was going through the soundtrack, I remember listening to it. I'm like, okay, I could totally see myself riding a roller coaster backwards to this song. Cause this, I don't know if you've read this, but this coaster launches backwards. It launches backwards. Yeah. I've read nothing about it. So I know, I don't know anything. Whoops. Yeah. It, 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 it launches backwards and I can't, I can't wait. Um, wow. Yeah. What I will not be doing is running so far, far away from this ride because our second song is from a flock of seagulls i ran i ran so far away ah this one is yeah (laughs) this one uh good good classic but i don't know if i'd necessarily um want to call it my you know first pick if i had to ride uh this this roller coaster just based on what i know about it it's a good song though good song doesn't suck um and then there should there should be Metallica. Uh, I agree. That should be the six songs. I agree. Um, hey Blondie, speaking of Blondie, I'm, t- I'm talking to you, Kyle. The band Blondie, one way or another, is a, is the third song that you could potentially get. Um, probably be the closest well, thing to heavy metal that we get on this ride. <laughs> well, thank you for recognizing my true hair color, and definitely not ginger. So uh, yeah, thank you for that. You're actually. Do you, you see Mike Norat? Um, but by the way, Mike is the. I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm sorry, Mike. He's the he's the brand new Ileana Chicagoland champion in the uh, wrestling place that he works that not works for that he well he works for but that he that he works with that he works for that he wrestles and refs with. So uh, congrats. Wait, the, I uh, it I it kind of broke up. I, I I'm just assuming that you said he's the Nona's Pizza ch- uh, champion in. Southside of Chicago? That sounds about right, yeah. We'll go with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, but, congratulations, Mike, for uh, you know uh, beating J.R. Pontillo's record for the Lone's <laughs> Pizza champion. Yeah, Mike um, Mike actually clapped back at you with a, a great response this week, and he called you a wishless ginger. I don't know if you, you recognize that, but I saw that, Mike, and I thought that was really funny. 
Mm, no, I don't think so. I think I was actually texting Brad this. I'm like, Brad and Evan have had better burns on my uh, expense than you ever have. So, wait, what? Brad and Evan have had better burns at, at my expense. At my expense than you ever have that you've ever come up with. And Mike, Mike doesn't even what? isn't even a contender because in this discussion because. Well, at least you know the guy like thinks Fast and Furious franchise is reputable, and I, I feel like if you're somebody who says the Fast and Furious franchise is reputable, I mean the buck start, stops there. Your your opinion is no longer valid. I'm sorry. Your opinion is not longer valid, uh, Mr. Disco Inferno. This is the fourth song that you oh, potentially wait. get a chance to. Uh, so, are you defending Fast and the Furious? God, I mean, are God, you saying no. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm literally, I'm literally pushing off to the side what what you had to say about Brad and Evan, Evan especially having better comebacks than I have over the 20 years that I've been ripping you down and tearing you apart <laughs> and sending you to your room crying into your pillow, um, listening to the Spice Girls. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's favorite Spice Girl uh, wanted to be a. a uh, a, a girl and, and posted on our on our fourth mother box page this weekend. So go ahead, defend yourself. There. How is uh, how is uh, Nugget McRumble Snack, by the way? Oh, see, see, you're, you're you're so proud of yourself for staying up till two in the morning writing that paragraph. Um, it was one in the morning. Oh, one in Get the morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure you got no help from that too from anybody, or it, it probably took you like two and a half months. I'm sure of it. It, was very, that's it definitely right. wasn't Mike. It that definitely was... wasn't Mike. Oh, I know it wasn't Mike. Come, come on. <laughs> Mike Mike just, like, looks at what you've said, like, maybe three months ago, and then he just repackages it somehow. Good luck getting Rise of the Resistance, buddy, without me. <laughs> I, I don't need you. I don't need you. I'll get on that ride. Yeah, we'll see. 100%. 100%. Remember, I I am not a ginger. I yes, I am a, yes, I am a blonde, a proud proud blonde. I can I have girl. a soul, and that and that makes me able to use the force. So you're, you're, if you're a ginger, girl. just if you're a ginger, you can't use the force. That's just we've known this for quite some time. Cal mm, Kestis uses the force really well. Well, he's he's a well. he's a fake Jedi, and you know he's what? Not, Even if he is a Jedi, the guy gets a pass. And let me tell you why: because he was Ian Gallagher on Shameless, and he was the Joker on Gotham and mostly because he's the Joker on Gotham and the dude owned that part. So he's the one ginger that can be allowed to use the force in my book. He was also one of the little, uh, he was one of the O'Doyles in Grown Ups, I think. You remember the, the old running joke in Billy Madison? O'Doyle rules. Yeah. O'Doyle rules. I think he was one of the really? O'Doyle kids, yeah. In, um, wow. I know he's in Grown Ups. I know he's in Grown Ups. He gets hit with like a baseball because he's playing like a a really annoying part. He's young. He's, he's, he's a young kid at that time. So, mm. anyway, all right. So, Disco Inferno was the fourth, um, and then our fifth song is "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" from Tears for Fears. This one, take it or leave it. Uh, as far as what I would say, I'd want to ride a a, a roller coaster on. <laughs> uh, it's a good song though. They're all they're all good, but my 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 favorite, believe it or not, is uh, yeah. Were you gonna say something? I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, like, what's your prediction about this ride? Do you think you're you're gonna love it? You're gonna hate it? Because I know you're not the biggest fan of um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I mean, what do you think about this? Uh, when it comes to attractions, I'm I'm all for anything that they want to give us. Right? Um, there hasn't been, 
excuse me, there hasn't been like an attraction, a new one that I've done from Disney or even Universal in a long, long, long time. But I did it for the first time and I felt like I was disappointed by it. Um, I 1000% am very much looking forward to this. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, their MCU films, they're entertaining, but they're not, I'm not running to rewatch them. I'm not running to catch the third one, right? I'll go see it, but I'll go see it at my leisure. Um, but when it comes to the attractions, like Mission Breakout is fucking fire. Like, I thought I was going to be very iffy about them retheming Tower of the Terror. Um, you know, they, they did it to the lesser of the two Tower of Terrors, thankfully. But I got really nervous. Um, but until I wrote it in 2017 or, or, or whenever that opened, it was spectacular. And they do a really good hey, job with it. Is, um, is, isn't is Tron supposed to open up uh, sometime soon? Probably in 2029. Well? God, I mean, it's, it's, it's moving along. You know, make sure you go in the Same people mover. Uh, Magic Kingdom, you'll I get never... a really good look at it. I remember we saw it, like, you know, when we were on the People Mover uh, last time we were there, and I, I felt like they made some pretty significant progress, so, and that was back in October. Yeah. Yeah, the same, same time we got to ride um, with uh, Space Mountain had the lights on. That was, that was pretty epic. Man, once-in-a-lifetime experience. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, especially for those who don't visit that often. That's, that's rare as hell. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I think I'm gonna love like it a lot. Maybe I'll say I love it. You know, it's a it's a coaster. I've seen some people um, compare it to Escape to Gringotts at at uh, Universal in uh, Diagon Alley. Um, except it's a they said it's a better version of Space Mountain. They say it's uh, you know not as intense as like a. Velocicoaster? Well, it's definitely not as intense as Velocicoaster. Are you kidding me? I don't think Disney wouldn't dare make a ride like that. They don't have the balls. So, um, so yeah. So, we'll see. But um, the final song uh, is Conga by Gloria Estefan. Estefan? Yeah, I think that's it. And this song doesn't typically, like, land on the song I'm listening to. <laughs> like, like, it's not on the shuffle. It's not on my workout list. But I think this song works the best with a roller coaster it's just very upbeat it's very you know not techno-y but it's it just makes you want to dance you know if you, if you were a little bit drunk at a wedding you'd be totally dancing into this song so i'm looking forward it to should it be it should be fueled by metallica oh i agree that would be spectacular if they rethemed aerosmith to metallica that would be fun oh my god they should totally do that i mean we, we all want it to happen. Yes. We all need it to happen. Yep. Metallica is Disney. Disney is Metallica. It just needs to happen. So true. Um, so speaking about things that we want to happen, uh, you and I were talking about, uh, speaking of Harry Potter, as we kind of filter on through here, you finally saw Fantastic Beasts 3, and I gave my very generic thoughts on it that I enjoyed the movie last week. But um, You gave me some initial thoughts over text, but let's let's kind of talk about it a little bit. What did you think? You know, God, I, I was just watching Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter. And, you know, obviously I'm in the, the sequel trilogies of, uh, you know, the, you know, Star Wars. And you just certain parts you feel so emotionally connected to it. I'm so like invested in these franchises and in these stories. But man, Fantastic Beasts just fucking fell flat for me. Like, and I'm telling you, like, I like Harry Potter. It's like one of my favorite franchises of all time. Like. 
I never thought I would say that I wouldn't like something by it, and I would, but I just, I'm not saying that it was bad, but man, like, it's like they're trying to be boring. Like, it really is. I don't know why it's just not hitting the mark, but I would say, I would say this Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore, this was at least the most interesting of the, of the three. I liked Mads Mikkelsen. I think he stepped into the role, uh, you know, obviously after Johnny Depp. And he did a good job. I love Mads. I mean, I think he's a great actor. So yeah. that's always a good decision. I don't know why they made him, like, look different. Because I feel like Johnny Depp's character kind of had a look to him. And then you just have Mads step in and, like, they're just like, well, we're not going to do anything with his hair or his eyes. And that's it. And that yeah. just seemed a bit weird for me. Um, I like some of the, you know, the history with Dumbledore and, and Grindelwald. I think that was kind of cool explaining that. I don't know why there was such a big fuss over whatever it was in some other countries where it was banned. It just kind of seemed insane to me. But oh, um, you mean the you mean the clear hypocritical, you know, way that companies like Disney and Warner Brothers will um, take all the money from those countries like China and Saudi Arabia, but and then but edit the movie and give it back to them just so they still cut the check. You mean those things? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's just bullshit. Um, so bad on you, Disney, for for doing that. And Warner Brothers. They did it too. And Warner Brothers. Yeah, and Warner Brothers uh, for, for doing that. But, uh, God, you know, like, I'm just not, I, I don't know. I feel like there's just parts of it that I was just like, you know, this is okay. Like, you know, it just didn't seem like this was, it kind of felt like a Rogue One to me. Like, this is a story that, you know, had a, an event that happened that maybe may have been like in some other movies like obviously like in uh, a new hope um there was some backstory there that we never knew about um but yeah i just i don't know i would say this i felt better about jude law as uh as dumbledore i think he did a, a pretty good job i think you know he definitely if they were to go on with him as dumbledore i wouldn't be upset about that i just think they really need to change direction and i know I read an article where W it was kind of talking about WB was saying that depending on the success of this movie will determine the future of fantastic beasts and whether it will go on to episode four and five. And I'm like, just let it fucking die. Go on to something else. I, you know, perfect movie pitch. Just get, just get Adam driver to be Snape. I mean that you don't, you have, you can have somebody with half a brain cell. It would be the great fucking Harry Potter spin-off movie please do that for the love of god <laughs> that would be really good that'd be really good adam adam driver would be the perfect snape i mean there's nobody else that can do it adam driver has to do it it's it's true even I... by even by gunpoint like <laughs> just just make him do it just just tell him that uh, uh lord dern's gonna be his attorney again and unless <laughs> he unless he uh, goes to play young snape in like a harry potter series yeah scary stuff so yeah it's it's i mean i would agree with you there that it's the best of the three we've seen a fantastic beast thus far I, you know and i just kind of feel like newt's commander just it feels like he's they just like picked him to put they put him in this role but he just like his his role just almost seems like it's forced like mm -hmm. you know it started out fantastic beast and where to find them and that seemed more about like you know uh, him trying to, you know, he was this like magic zoologist and he knows about all these animals and that kind of goes into the plot of the first movie. 
mean, it kind of made sense, but then it kind of seemed like they're just writing these far-fetched ideas and trying to make a movie out of it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel particularly connected to any of the characters other than maybe Dumbledore for obvious reasons, but... Uh, I love um, it, I love Queenie, Queenie Goldstein. I think she's a really interesting character. Yeah, Queenie was okay. Yeah, she was okay. I think she definitely had it, you know, was was interesting. I I swear, in the other part of it, it's like I always feel like I keep watching these movies, these three movies and I'm like, this story is all fucking over the place. Like, I don't know how people are like really into these movies. I don't know if I've ever met somebody that was like really into Fantastic Beasts. Like the, these, I don't think it exists. So uh, it needs to die. J.K. Rowling needs to just like you know say this is what it was. Let's go on to something else. Um, she's kind of you know what J.K. Rowling is kind of acting like George Lucas. Uh, you know she gave us this really great story. And then maybe maybe after that, he kind of like fumbled a lot with it. And then later on, we got some good, really good writers to make it better. That's a good comparison. I really never heard anybody compare her to to um, Lucas <laughs> yet, at least. Or at least I haven't seen it. Because, you know, like the, the sequel, um, episodes one through three, I mean, there was some good stuff in there. Don't get me wrong, but... Mm-hmm. There, there, you know, some of that was kind of fumbled. I mean, Attack of the Clones is a prime example. Jar Jar Binks, you know, some of the stuff in there. I mean, it was saved by, right, uh, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith, obviously, but I think it really started to take off once the Mandalorian came around and then the sequel trilogy came around. I mean, it really started to go in a better direction, mm-hmm. even if it had a few, like, uh, you know, bumps in the road. Or things inconsistencies, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, and again, I'm not as invested in to it like you are. Or, or Courtney liked it the most. I think she liked it a lot more than she anticipated. She she liked the callbacks that it made, and I don't know. As, as long as the movie I've... grips me, and I'm I'm entertained, and like, and I'll I'll think about it after the fact if I like truly truly liked it or not once I process it. But I I really don't want to see it again, honestly. Like it. I don't have a desire to do it. I mean, I could rewatch every Harry. I've rewatched the Harry Potter trilogy like more times than I can remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel like it never gets old to me. I feel the same way about Star Wars, um, Marvel, DC movies. I, I feel like that 100%. These are just like just so flat to me. I don't know. That's fair. So what did, what did you guys really like about it? Because, I mean, maybe I'm just missing the boat on this. No, I just thought it was different type of entertainment right like i i I don't know i I just don't it's hard for me to explain i liked the callbacks that i understood i thought dumbledore had a great character it it was felt very tense it felt like there was a a lot going on but a lot of good things going on um you know i know it's a harry potter movie and they tend to do these things these stories in multiple movies you know there's might be four or five or six of them coming out and i know they're building up to like this giant battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald and I know that's historically like a very huge like the battle in the wizarding world so I don't know when I when I went to the approach like that I just I was like oh you know all this is setting it up and I, I don't know I just I just like it you know I, it just this was enjoyable it's it's just it's hard to explain like I enjoyed the Niffler moments I enjoyed the pick moments you know some of the stuff with the with the creatures was was, was fine to me I just thought it was entertaining 
You know, let me say let me say this too is like comparing uh, Gellert Grindelwald to Voldemort is there's such a big difference there. Like Voldemort wasn't in the first three films, but his presence was felt. And even in the obviously the fourth film, you get a little snippet of him. He comes back at the end, but like there's just a a presence that he brings to the story and and even the big screen when um, you know it's the movie. And I don't, I didn't feel like that from Grindelwald. I don't feel like he was a a Voldemort kind of villain. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't like get that from him. I mean, I think they were kind of going like more of a political uprising, you know, with a war with the Muggles and in mm-hmm. the Wizarding world. But and that that's not a bad story. I think that's a that's an interesting story. I just think he was implemented like I don't know. It just seemed like it was kind of all over the place. Um, but there are some really good visuals, I would say, like, you know, the cinematography was was always on par with these movies. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some back history that was kind of cool. Some of the stuff with Dumbledore's backstory with his with his sister and his brother. I yeah. mean, that was, you know, certainly stuff we were kind of, you know, as fans kind of craving. But I don't know if it was just like about Dumbledore and, and Gellert Grindelwald and just said, like, let's forget about Newt and his whole like, you know, his whole crew. I think that would have made it a much, much better story. Like that would have been far more interesting to me. This um, is like this is like the first Dumbledore's army, though, right? Kind of essentially sort of not sort of. Or am um, I, am I, I off base here? You're you're referencing Order of the Phoenix yeah. of the the fifth Harry Potter movie where Harry Potter. I mean, he they're training in the Room of Requirement. Right, so. right. I remember that. Yeah. But, I um, mean, I don't know if he, he specifically said Dumbledore's no, army in the movie, no. but uh, I think that's uh, something you're referring to something different. I mean, you know, you have your you have your wife. She she knows Harry Potter. Um, I'll, I'll definitely give her credit for knowing more uh, more than I do oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, so. Yeah. Okay. She knows her shit. Yeah, so. I can't. I, I can't talk much more out of details uh, outside of it, other than I enjoyed the film so much better than Morbius and the. Um, I'd say yeah. Vampire. You know, we could give it to like you know better than Morbius for sure. Oh, okay. I'd agree. I'd agree to that. Okay. That that was shocked. I thought you were gonna like Morbius more, but that's good. Um, no, I mean Morbius was just there. I mean it was yeah. just a decent watch. Like. Um, but, you know, at least Fantastic Beasts 3, it talked about history of characters that I I love and, you know, more kind of to that story. And it's just a more interesting developed world. It's kind of like, you know, some of the Star Wars movies or, or uh, you know, kind of animated shows maybe doesn't always like or is it, aren't as impactful as like, you know, like a, um, obviously like The Force Awakens or so. you know, right. you can pick any of the movies, obviously, but right. It's still good, you know, because it's like a part of that world. Mm-hmm. You're you're a thousand percent right. Speaking, staying in the Fantastic Beast world, um, Ezra Miller, who plays Credence in the Fantastic oh. Beast series, is in the news quite often. He's getting into fights. He's um, throwing chairs throwing, at throwing people. chairs at people. Yeah. <sighs> you know, this is this is really upsetting to me because. Like, I really liked him as the Flash, and now I feel like he's just going to get, like, canceled. Yeah. And I maybe maybe it's for good reason, because, like, and I'm going to go on the record and say that this is 100% probably drug-related behavior. Has to be. 100% has to be. Um, no, I don't—I hear all the fanboys in the, in the comments 
I see all the fanboys in the comments that keep saying, like, replace him with Grant Gustin. No, oh, don't God, do that. No. No. No, please <laughs> no, don't do no, that. No, no, no. There's there's a lot of good people you can uh, replace with the the Flash, but this is just this this is just really sad, and it's a shame. Um, it's kind of like you know the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. It kind of <laughs> seems like Johnny Depp is winning quite a bit. They were just talking about our favorite story with Amber Heard, where she takes a big dump in in Johnny Depp's bed. I was gonna say, ladies and gentlemen, let's not forget back in like August or October. I think it was middle of August last year. Kyle and I had a t- a, a, a episode title named Amber Heard Take a sh- Takes a Shit in Black Manta's Helmet um, because we were ahead of the, st- of the story. We knew about her shit in Johnny Depp's bed well before the general public knows this now. So, just putting it out there. Go back. It's a shame he, he won't be able to, re- he's not going to reprise his role as uh, Jack Sparrow. And I don't, I haven't followed the trial. I just kind of see snippets of like, you know, Johnny Depp making, you know, witty remarks towards yeah. the Amber Heard's attorney, so I don't know if he's really at fault or who's at fault. Kind of, I feel like you know, obviously Amber Heard seems like she's more on the chopping block here, yep. but you know, I don't know. I just feel like that that was such a great character, and Jack Depp is a good good dude with that character. Like, there's so many videos of him visiting kids in like cancer hospitals, and it's just a if you've never seen it, like go watch it because it's really amazing to see like somebody do that, you know, because I. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a it's a hard thing to do, right? Do you think like Ezra, it, it absolutely is a hard thing to do? Um, speaking of the Hellsand, I just saw Disney Parks post something about before they did like the first um, cruise on the on the Hellsand. They had Make a Wish kids coming into it, so I think that's awesome. Um, but what are your? Oh, that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it, I love it, that stuff. It looked, it looked really cool. I'm glad that the Make a Wish kids were like the first first ones that got on there. That was really cool. Um, what's the? What are your thoughts on? Ezra, like, do you think he's got, I mean, I know you mentioned drugs, but do you think he's got, like, mental issues going on there? I mean, he just, I just think he needs help one way or another. I mean, I, I, firstly, I can't presume to know the life of an actor. True. And especially, like, a really well-known actor. I know Johnny Depp has, like, said in an interview, for example, that he's had to run away from, like, mobs of people that would just mob him. And I know I'm an introverted kind of personality i like my alone time i like kind of like my silence i don't some i don't like i like being able to go to the store without being bothered yeah, and so i can't yeah, imagine I like my what time it's like away from people. kyle too yeah yeah fuck you um i just can't imagine what it would be like to be in that position where everybody kind of knows your name and knows your story and all this other stuff and um so my vote would be drug behavior i mean i feel like you know, I think there was probably some other story in the past where he did something uh, like this, something similar to this. I don't know exactly what it was, mm. but he's he doesn't have the best best track history. Okay. So uh, I would point to drugs, but obviously if it's mental illness, I mean, you know, people with bipolar disorder, they they're unmedicated. They could obviously engage in a lot of reckless behavior. They they can have a high level of irritability and um, do things that are not really uh, pleasing to other people in the vicinity. So they make make other people's lives really hard, especially their family. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be can, right, and I just I'm I, I would understand if did you just fall down? Please tell me you fell down, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle no. just fell down. 
You heard it here on my, the fourth mother box. He fell down. My my phone fell down. You I didn't fell, fell down. You you fell. Your wishless ginger ass fell off your tiny little booster seat over there, and you fell and hit your hit your head, and now you're gonna bleed to death, and you won't be able to make it to Disney World. That's okay. That's okay. Um. Yeah, if anybody's going to fall, it's going to be you over your pink sparkly purse that matches your pink sparkly Ooh, shirt. You know what You know what? wearing that got me able to do? And, and you and I will be going to Universal together when you're out here on that Wednesday. I think it's your first. Did, like, you, get, did, you, did you get a free mani-pedi when you, when, you, uh, when you were wearing that? Yeah. Did somebody give you like a free coupon for a yeah, mani-pedi? Yeah, uh, your mom gave them to me. She, she oh, manicured my nails. Like, oh, here we go. I'm not the one who brings moms up into this. It's normally Kyle, but threw his medicine at him since you were clearly using a joke um, outline of mine uh, when you stayed up till 1 a.m., but I digress. Um, you know what? Indiana Jones sucks, and you suck. Get over it. So You can't say that because it's one of the greatest action-adventure movies of all time. I don't disagree, can't. but I decide to you say it even, sucks right now. You can't even defend that. Hey, it's it, like Mike. Is he? I could defend him potentially fighting a ghost in Indiana Jones Five. Haven't even seen that movie I, yet, and I, I it sounds that, like awful. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see what this is because I again I don't know if it's if it's like they say Scottish ghost is like a real like boo you know ghost or if it's like a name of like a soldier for example if like some, like there's like a soldier name a ghost you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll um, see. Uh, if he's fighting, a, if he's like an old man fighting, like there's the opening scene and you see like 78 year old Harrison Ford fighting some ghost. That would be kind of fucking hilarious. Let's be honest. Oh, you would let it pass, wouldn't you? What? Like you would just let it pass. Like, like you would just let like them, like Indiana Jones get away with. Like, oh, here, here he is opening a scene fighting a ghost. And it like, I mean, that wouldn't make it sense. It kind of would be right? like a grandpa. It would kind of be like a Grandpa Simpson moment. I feel like, like old man yells at a cloud. <laughs> Remember how hard Brad laughed at at uh, when I told that story about you know, this was an original plot point that they were going to use in a in a previous one of the previous films that they didn't use and they're going to use it in this film. And he was just like losing his mind over that. Oh, of the um, <laughs> yeah, that was the first uh, time he. Yeah, yeah, first time he joined Fourth Mother Box it was like sometime in June. Um, that was that was that was good. Yeah, because I, I wasn't expecting it either. You just kind of casually tossed it into our conversation. That's <laughs> like, what did you just say? He, he uh, was just he <laughs> he was losing his mind. Yes. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite moments of the Fourth Mother Box, uh, almost a year ago, believe it or not, uh, that actual episode. Um, I was on the trip a year ago. Right now, it started. Uh, it was my last resort visit as a tourist to Disney World because when Courtney and I got oh, back yeah. yeah when 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 Courtney and I got back we made the decision to move so kind of crazy it's just fucking nuts and I was and I was at home staring at the wall contemplating my my sanity you were I might have I, I almost checked myself into the bouncy room I believe it going because I had to cancel Island. my trip yeah well that's alright you came back and you'll be here in two weeks so just what are those one of those stupid motivational posters you see online or in stores that um, says something like, you know, remember where you were two years ago today? You were thinking about where you'd be two years right now, and you've made it. And then those are the same. I hate, I hate, I hate yeah. shit like that. 
Those are the same and people who put like home up in their house or like eat. In oh the my kitchen. god! You know, I was just looking for. I just put up two shelves in my living room today, and I was looking for trinkets or something, something to put on them. And I keep coming across these like, you know, relax. Like you're at home. Here you can uh, kick your feet up. I hate people who put shit like that up in their house. I hate it. If I go in somebody's house and they have that, I automatically just hate them. Just for this. You you do know. It's so cliche. You do know that you sent me a picture with something like that in it in your house once, right? I never. I would never put shit like that oh, in my house. Oh, I'm gonna and, find it. It no, was, it, was during, I it was during the winter time. There was like a snowflake, and it said like home or snow or something. I'm calling your bitch ass out here, boy. No. No, I'm talking about like that, you know, like the picture, the pictures that say like, uh, like relax or home or something like that. I saw one today. It said like five stars would poop here again. That's okay. Okay. So if it's making me laugh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Then, then it's, then it's 100% okay. Is anything you do with poop? Like I 100% approve it because we know, we all know on the fourth mother box, we all approve of anything related to poop unless it's guardians of the galaxy uh, joke from the guardians of the galaxy then we don't approve of that yeah this is a poop approved podcast poop approved podcast we should get that on a t-shirt um speaking of t-shirt we should, we should get sponsored by like miralax or something <laughs> lady dokulax um all right let's let's as we're pushing along here. do you like do you like do you feel constipated when you're watching the Avengers? well <laughs> Next time you watch it, just take a, a dose of Miralax. Miralax, sponsored by the Fourth Mother Box. <laughs> do you do you like listening to your podcast on the toilet, but you hate taking stool softeners? Listen to Fourth Mother Box, scientifically proven to make you poop for how terrible their um, opinions are and how much they yell at each other. Poop in freedom, poop in paradise. The Fourth Mother Box. There you go. I mean, I feel I feel like this could be in a shirt somewhere too. It should. Poop in paradise. The Fourth Mother Box. And on the back, I should say, listen to us while you're taking a shit or not. I'm just a shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're, using to- we're using toilet humor, ladies and gentlemen. The turlet. <laughs> that's, that's the way we roll. Amber Heard came back in the media, and so we gotta we got to bring this up again. Uh, I love when I think about uh, uh, Impractical Jokers skits. Um, I wish you watched Impractical Jokers more. Like, they would always call the toilet turlet. <laughs> oh, my God. It, that's that is a great show. I mean, from what I've seen, like I just it's it's just one of those things. Like I'm always watching like something for like a story, and that's yeah. just more of like I'm gonna laugh. Oh, it's so good. Um, Murr, James Murray um, recorded a video for me when I was getting into uh, personal training. Um, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was so much fun. Um, I've I've got it on my on my account way down. This was like early 2018. I should I should repost that. That was a good video. He was he was pretty funny in that. He's he's such a good guy. Um, it's a shame that Joe had to leave for personal reasons, but I hope he'll come back. They play this. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it on Jedi Talk, but they play that the name game where they make up people's names and they just call you know they call them out at like focus groups and just to see if they can laugh or not. Like if you laugh, then that's one point against you. Like <laughs> I decided to make up some of my own. Like, like some minor Madeline cancer fart, Chevy shit my bed. <laughs> I eat too many. Pringles. Oh, so that's why you do that on Jedi Talk. Yes, yes. Ah, okay, that makes sense. That's and yeah, and Brad again, like, seems like he loses his mind whenever you do shit like that. <laughs> Darth Cervix, <laughs> Winston Potato Hole. <laughs> Sorry. 
You're having a good time over there by yourself, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you can call it. Um, just tired. It's almost ten o'clock, man. It's it's bedtime. At least I don't gotta go to work tomorrow. That's nice. I don't have the Sunday scaries. My last one, my, 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 my one of my favorite ones are my two favorite ones: YouTube Pop Tart and Sandy Toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Sandy Toothbrush. Wow. I promise you guys, I'm not high either. I'm not. I'm just tired. Uh, all right. What were we talking about? Were we were we talking about how? Um, you know what? Real quick. You know what I watched real quick today for like maybe 20 minutes um, was the OG Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and from the one from 1990. And I'm not just saying this to be like a stuck-up 90s nostalgic kid who saw this movie, you know, a couple of years into his early life. Um, this movie fucking holds up, dude. Like, it's hands down the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's ever been put out. Easily. Well, the 90s, 80s and 90s, man. Like, 90s was more so for, like, TV and movie stuff. But, man, 90s just holds up. Like, this was just a great, great era. Like, it's one of the best eras by far. Oh, it was good, yeah. And, and sometimes I, 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 try, I try not to get into that mode of, like, oh, this is back in my day, right? But it just feels that way. I don't know could have nostalgia to it look we're in we're in the streaming age we're in the disney plus age hbo max paramount plus discovery plus like all this shit and we're getting netflix is yeah. netflix is failing bye-bye netflix that's what happens when you i mean you go woke you go broke and then you just stop putting quality contacts out like you put in shows like the ultimatum and too hot to handle and like I, like I couldn't believe I was I was going through Netflix today I was like what do they actually have to offer and there was a show called Too Hot to Handle it's the premise of the fucking show is basically getting all these aesthetically pleasing looking individuals so nobody who looks like Kyle onto an island together to basically tell them that they can't have sex with each other or they're kicked out and the person at the end who doesn't have sex like wins a hundred thousand dollars it's like this is idiocracy like, we are in idiocracy. We're just, outside of having Camacho as, a, as our president, you know, former professional wrestler, we got real close with Donald Trump. Y'all don't forget, Donald Trump got stone, got stunned at WrestleMania by Stone Cold Steve Austin, so, after he shaved Vince McMahon's head. Yeah, that, ex- that he, happened. He got stunned a couple times. He, he took the stunner a couple times. You gotta give him credit for that. I do, I do. I, I've, been, I've been stunned before, not by Stone Cold, but thankfully not. He'd probably kill me, but yeah. Some wild fucking shit, um, but yeah, yeah. So Netflix, Netflix doesn't. I I don't know. I feel like it's it's been around for so long, but I can't name like like shows that I actually like that I would miss. Other than The Witcher, The Witcher is the only one that I would be like, you know, I need this show. Like I need it to happen, uh, especially because Henry Cavill is the star. I mean, let's face it, it's the best casting for Geralt. Um, so if they, like, HBO Max just, like, bought The Witcher, I would have no need to ever, like, really watch Netflix. Like, I just don't care. They could put that on something else. But I get it. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. You like, know what's going you know to save Netflix? Zack Snyder and Rebel Moon. That that started filming this past week. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, really that's, excited. Um, that's, that, that's going to be really interesting. So I'm really... Um, yeah, I can't wait to see. They got a, he's got such a good casting with that, and the fact that it's going to be like dark Star Wars, man, mm-hmm. that's going to be so cool. Yep, it's probably going to be better than Attack of the Clones. It hasn't even come out just, yet. It just might. It just might be. 
Um, so we were on the topic of Netflix, maybe, and I mentioned maybe Disney somebody, Plus. maybe one of the characters will kill a bunch of kids in there. I, we we can only hope. Christ, Master Skywalker. Yeah. Um, actually, have a, a, a he shows up at the Magic Kingdom for some reason. He's just like, where are all the children under five? <laughs> Master Skywalker, please help us. Do not kill us. I don't know, something like that. Um, anyway, uh, we were getting into Disney Plus a little bit there as we were talking about the streamers. Um, so Moon Knight is a product that we get weekly from Disney Plus. There's only two episodes left. Um, shit, that means the last episode will drop on May the 4th. That's crazy. Um, so what are your thoughts about Moon Knight, Ben, man? Like, I've, I've been enjoying the show. I'm not, like, blown away. I'm not not blown away. I thought the end of episode four was trippy as fuck with, like, how Steven and, and uh, Mark ended up in, the, like, that mental institution. And then he saw the people he interacted with and then ran into a talking hippo at the end. Like, what the fuck was that all about? Yeah, that was trippy as fuck. I, You know, and then they left it on that cliffhanger. So you don't really know, like, it, is everything that we saw, was that a dream? Was that, like, some psychosis, like... Uh, form of psychosis that he went through that we were seeing um, or or is this something else so you know it kind of would make sense like maybe he was like in this sanitarium where he was being really drugged up but then the whole thing about the, the hippo maybe he was still drugged up and he was hallucinating um, so it'll be interesting to see how that, that turns out yeah I, w- I would say that like Moon Knight has been consistently good I would put it on maybe on par with you know the other Marvel shows. I think you know they just have done really decently. I mean, it's not it's not like the Mandalorian where it's just kind of like you know it's like the next level epic stuff. Right. But it's just kind of like you know it's like good television, something to watch. Like it's you know it's obviously cool. Agreed. Not yeah. enough. I, I would say that I kind of want him more in the suit. I want to see some more action with in what he can do because I feel like he's barely been in the suit and barely like you know kind of like done the superhero thing it's true he really hasn't done much of that i'm hoping in those last two episodes we get some you know decent action there i get a little superhero-y with stuff like that but we'll see i mean i won't i won't like make a full final determination on Moon Knight until I'm, the final two episodes are done but we'll see like i said i'm not expecting it to blow me away i'm really not i never did to begin with and our, our good buddy scott ford did mention that um, who loved the Batman, by the way? Um, he, he I saw thoughts. that, yeah. yeah. He loved it, and that's great to hear. That, thankfully, that's on HBO Max. How many times have you watched it, Kyle? Um, I've seen it three times now. When it came on HBO Max, I, I watched it again. Very good. And I, I'd say the same, you know, pretty much the same thing. Like, I think it was a great movie. I still just... Robert Pattinson, like when he starts out, like it rubs me the wrong way that he's Bruce Wayne and Batman. But as the movie goes on, like it, I, I kind of start to get like okay with it. But I, I just think that that wasn't the best casting. I just don't think it was. It's not, it's not a remark on his acting because I think he's a brilliant actor. I just feel like it's just like they keep, I don't know. It's just not nowhere near who I think they should have gotten. I always like when they do no names. No names are always way better for superheroes than people we know. One hundred percent. You look at the Justice no League. Who? Christian Bale wasn't a no name. 
He was at the time he was like people was knew him Psycho. from people who knew him from uh, Equilibrium and American Psycho. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm he's he wasn't like a household name. He wasn't like a big name. I think when he did American Psycho, he was like broke. I, I remember reading that or something. So not a lot of people. I remember watching Equilibrium in um, because he was he was cast as, as Batman. And I, I wanted to like kind of see more of who he was, and uh, it wasn't a bad film. That was actually a good film, um, but again, like kind of a no name. Okay, that's fair. Um, that is fair. Uh, but yeah, Moon Knight, we're we're coming up to its end here. We'll see what we get. Um, glad that you were able to see the Batman. Again. I'm glad everybody is able to see the Batman. I think Mike told me he was going to watch it. And, had a couple yeah. of family tell me that they were watching it and then they were like i don't understand why batman is the way he is um because he gets his, his parents got shot and like i don't know how he turns to be the way he is because of something that happened to his parents and i nearly lost it when i heard that comparison because i can personally match up how my upbringing and social psychology to how a parent treated me has left me with i look at several, harry potter yeah, too yeah it's it's a it's a very bad argument the argument is like, well, I had a bad upbringing and I choose to be the way I am, so I don't know why Batman's doing it. It's, it's, oh my god, I can't. That's just, that's just a terrible argument. It's a bad take. It is, especially when I've got like personal experiences. Again, my parents weren't shot in a, in, a, in an alleyway, but I could def- definitely see how your, when your childhood is ripped away from you, how you have to cope quickly and cope with very terrible things and, and, and cope with um, I'll get to my point here in a second hold on <laughs> coping with just un, unhealthy things and un, unhealthy jealousy and unhealthy mental problems so go ahead speaking from a mental health professional like in my experience is that sometimes like I've, I've worked with people who are maybe in their 60s or later in life mm-hmm. and we're talking about stuff that happened when they were five five or six years old so People to kind of sweep some shit under the rug, some really traumatic shit under the rug, just because time has passed. No, it really doesn't work that way. No. I mean, if you look in a, there's they've been they've done studies on people's brains who have gone through trauma, and it's really interesting. The brain prioritizes, changes the way it processes information, and um, in in a whole different way. And we kind of map this out in in, in some ways. It's kind of it's it's pretty fascinating the way it works. So. Uh, it does have a, an effect. There's a book called "The Body Keeps the Score" that really talks a lot about it. Um, the body you know, the keeps nature the score. Of tra- that sounds good. Yeah, um, it, it talks about the nature of trauma, what we've kind of uncovered, and like it obviously goes through some treatments. One of the treatments that I do is EMDR. There's a whole chapter about it. Um, but yes, there's like when people go through trauma, like sometimes like parts of their brain like shut down so one of the areas is like the broca's area this is where we do speech production and because like when they go through the traumatic event it's like a shock to the system it's like the deer in the headlights moment they're literally their brain literally freezes and um you know one of the area like i talked about the broca's area it shuts down so people can't put words to it and so part of the therapeutic process is you need to put words to your traumatic event but if you're not like really doing that, I mean, this will follow you and haunt you your entire life. And so, to really kind of again like sweep it under the rug is is just very uh, uh, you know it's not a great argument. Yeah, I 
couldn't couldn't agree it's more. Missing missing the point. Like yes, it is. And I and I think Batman's psychology. I think um, they talk about this with Jungian archetypes, where the shadow material is we we all have shadow material in our unconscious, and Batman's whole origin story is based around this psychology that he uses the shadow for good, whereas other people they don't. And this true. is his shadow. And this is how he's making sense of it. Somebody should uh, write a song named Shadow and then never release it because we're a terrible band. Uh, hey, that chorus was pretty fucking on point, though. I like that song. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good tune. Maybe one day we'll play all those songs on an episode of Fourth Motherbox. Now that's a tease. Hell yeah. That's a tease. Um, anything else left, Kyle? I think we're... Um, I think that's about it, news-wise. It wasn't a terribly, terribly busy news week couple of weeks here um you and i are both busy weekend and busy week but um yeah had, did we miss anything or, or are we good to roll it on out here uh we are good to roll it on out this is um yeah kind of a light week it is a light week so um as we do always i thank you everybody for joining us here on the fourth mother box i promise you i'm not playing baby elephant walk right now kyle I guarantee that I'm not calling you out on that right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I know your butt hurt from my post the I'm other not, day, I'm, so I, I'm, I'm expecting I'm, the worst. I'm, I'd be surprised if my voice is even on this pod, this episode. No, so. It is. Don't, don't, don't worry. Your African dwarf frog fetish will be very heavily portrayed here. So we're good. Don't sweat. How how is your tickle me pink kyber crystal? It's great. I can't wait to stick it up my bum while we're on the Halcyon. Oh. All right. Well, that's great. All um, right. I'm happy for you. Thank you. So, hey, thank you, everybody, for keeping sticking with us this past hour or so on the Fourth Mother Box. You have been great. We've been the Fourth Mother Box. Follow us anywhere on the Internet. We're on Instagram at Fourth Mother Box. Reddit. I'm trying to get us going on Reddit, Fourth Mother Box, subreddit. We have a Facebook group. Um, let us know what you want to hear. If you share your ideas of what we've said on the show, you know, you know, Give us your thoughts. If we do a countdown, give us your countdown. We want to hear from you. But, Kyle, truthfully, any last thoughts for today, sir, before we close it on up and call it a week? Um, fuck you, Mike.